conversation is with Selena Wells, and she is someone that I went to college with, and we worked um, at uh, the same place our freshman year of college. Um, and, you know, I talked to her some throughout while I was at college. We weren't really in the same friend group, um, but we would every once in a while connect and have conversations. And uh, then I didn't talk to her <laughs> um, until I had this interview with her. Now, a couple years ago, um, I had reached out to her and asked her a couple questions. And they were spiritual questions. And um, just for insight on walking with the Lord. Uh, because um, of some things that I had uh, seen in her life and that we had talked about before. And then also, for some reason, while I was praying about things two years ago, the Lord brought her to my mind. And so I, I sent her a Facebook message and asked her some questions. Well, <laughs> when I was thinking about doing this uh, interview, these interviews for this conference, the Lord brought her to my mind again. And so I reached out to her, and so it was really cool. We got to have a conversation, even though we hadn't seen each other for nine years. Um, and hadn't really, you know, we hadn't talked on the phone or face-to-face -face or anything for nine years. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just really excited. You know, one of the few people that I actually knew <laughs> before this whole conference thing started. Um, but I'm really um, excited for you to hear our conversation. And she is someone who, um, well, I'll just say words are powerful. Words are so powerful. And one thing that has stood out to me, you know, as I was around her more 10 years ago, um, just how she is very deliberate um, about the words that she uses. Um, but also, you know, she uh, is very creative and artistic and uses words and, and poetry and writing um, to, to speak what the Lord is giving to her. And um, so it's just one of those things, too, where I see her walking out, you know, something that the Lord has gifted her with. And I see her using that. Uh, on all different areas of life. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm excited for you to hear my conversation with Selena. Thank you so much, Selena, for showing up here today. Um, first of all, I just want you to give a 30 second overview of who you are and what you're doing now. Sure. Well, thank you for inviting me. I definitely appreciate it. Um, I am currently working in Central Texas, and I do health and relationship education for middle school and high school students around that area. Uh, I also am a poet, so I do different things around the area as well, different shows and things like that. And then I am very, very involved with my church um, and Bible studies and a small youth group and things like that. We're pretty plugged in at church. So those are the different areas of life that I'm working and serving in right now. Uh, what do you feel like the Lord has called you to um, right now in this season of your life? Like, what do you feel like he has you focused on right now? Um, so I moved to Austin, Texas about three years ago, and the word that he gave me was speak. And so I was like, okay, I can totally get that. That is what I like to do. So we'll figure out what capacity you want me to do it in. And so um, with my job, I give presentations, um, like I said, for health and relationship education, but I also 
am able to speak at church and with the poetry and things like that that I'm called to. And I would definitely say that um, the things that he has me talking about and speaking on are very seasonal to the different people that I speak to. Um, so I think that he's just called me to be a voice and to lead people and help guide people to a place of um, not just repentance, but righteous living in different capacities. Um, what are some of the strengths that you have? Um, I mean, like the things that you feel like the Lord has gifted you with and how have you seen those impact other people? Yeah. Um, I would obviously with the speaking gift, it's something that he's called me to do, but it's something that I've done creatively and professionally. Um, and I've written for a lot of years, even from like middle school, I just realized that I could write and that it could impact people and, and influence them. And so I'm super excited that the last three years, he's actually allowed me to use that gifting in a professional way. Um, and so um, we influence teenagers to make healthy choices. And I see that a lot. Also, um, with the, I feel like I have the gift of encouragement. And so just like you and I have had conversations and things like that, like, um, I am learning that you don't have to have a specific position in order to serve. So there are people that I have just relationship with, whether it's where I live or in other places, and just continuing to be an encouragement to them. And when we have conversations, I take notes on our conversations, and sometimes they too, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a it could be a little mini sermon or something like that. And so um, definitely encouragement. Also, I, I appreciated you asking me this because um, it, maybe, it put me in a position to be a little bit more honest with myself than I have been. Um, my mom and I have argued about whether or not I'm a teacher or a leader because I like to say that I'm not. Um, but I just teach in different ways and the Lord is growing me in the capacity of, of leadership um, and allowing that to be very unique to me. And so I am finally accepting the fact that leadership can happen from sh rubbing shoulders with people. And so um, it's been interesting to influence people who are above me and help them with even administrative tasks or vision or execution um, of different projects that we have. So just different strengths and different seasons to be able to utilize them. But I think that's mostly what I'm doing now. I love that you mention um, and point out that it's, it's not just in a specific capacity, you know, it's just like in your everyday life. Um, I think a lot of times as believers, we like think, oh, spiritual gift, you know, this is for Sunday or Wednesday and then that's it. Um, yeah. Or you need to have some sort of position um, in someone else's life or, you know, something to be able to utilize that gift. And um, so I love that you're like, well, you know, this is something that is just happening all the time. Um, Absolutely. So I know, I mean, me personally, I've reached out to you and randomly after not talking to you for a while and just sent a Facebook message. Um, and so like, personally, I know that you, you have been an encouragement to me, Selena. So that's kind of, kind of fun too, to hear you, hear you talking through that. Yeah. Um, I would like to step back a little bit now and um, hear some of your story, your background. Uh, how did you get to where you are today? Um, kind of whatever you want to share with that. Sure, sure. I'll try not to go too far back as I was thinking about things. Um, so where I am right now and, and being able to speak and... Stephanie? Yeah. Go ahead. Am I still here? Did yes, I blip out on you? Yeah, it switched, but that's fine. Okay, I think, okay, cool.
pulled. I got a phone call. I'm so sorry. Um, where I where I've come from in the capacity and how I got to where I am now. Um, so I used to want to be an actress or a lawyer growing up. That was really something that I desired to do for a long time. And I did little things here and there. Um, but as I got to college, the Lord just kind of changed my direction and sent me towards kids. And I was like, what is this? You know, um, but I got to be a part of the speech and debate team while I was at school. And that was really fun getting to travel. And I didn't like the debate aspect as much because I wasn't into politics as much as I thought I was. Um, but I love the speech part and being able to perform. Um, and being able to communicate my story to people and to um, not be graded on it, but just to see a wide variety of people who may not have heard my story otherwise. And so um, combining that with my background in youth ministry and family and human services, I kind of came out of college saying, okay, looks like I'll be in after school programming or something like that. Um, and then got out of school, started working full-time at a catering company um, and just started making money. I was like, well, I appreciate making money. This is more than I would make in my field. So I think I'm just going to save up money to get a master's degree. You know, the things that we tell ourselves so that we can justify what we're doing is what I was doing. And um, somewhere around in between 23 and 25, I got really, really sick. Um, I went from being able to run like six miles randomly on a Saturday with no prep to needing help walking to the bathroom or losing energy after I changed my clothes or not being able to stand in front of the kitchen and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I would take out all the ingredients and then I would be laid on the floor with absolutely no energy. And that went on for um, a couple of weeks and then it completely went away. And the next year it came back again and it would not leave. And so I wasn't able to go to work because I was not able to even sit in a chair um, at a desk and the room would spin and there was all these crazy symptoms that were going on. And the money that I saved up to pay for my master's degree, I ended up spending on hospital bills. And I remember thinking, you know, Lord, I pray that you would be okay with me having this position, but not whether or not it was your will. And I also remember asking him where in the country he wanted me to live. And he said, Austin, Texas. But at this time, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. So I got really sick, left my job, moved with my mom in Tennessee, and um, just kind of laid around trying to figure out if the doctors were going to have an answer for me and in that season I still in my heart was like I don't care what answers they give me I still need to make a difference like that is what I want to do with my life and no catering company yeah I help people have fun but that's not what I'm on earth for so I started going through this book about writing your mission and vision statement what your ideal day looks like and it said if you have six months to live what would you what would you want to do and so as I journaled through that, I was like, I'm just going to dream. You know, I'm going to dream even though all I have energy to do is look at the ceiling. <laughs> so I did that and um, got my energy and my health back up. Doctors started having answers for me. And I spent two years living with my mom. And we said, okay, you've, your health has come um, to the point that we think that you can live independently. And so um, I flew to Texas a few times for a wedding. And um, my pastor was going through a sermon series called You Can't Stay Here. And so I was traveling to Texas and hearing the series about you can't stay here. And then I remembered, oh, years ago, the Lord told me to go to Austin. So how about in two weeks, I just moved. So I was like, well, I'm going to be obedient. Now's the time I moved to Austin. Wasn't sure what I was going to do. 
found this random job that had speaking that needed speakers and I said well I can speak and I can talk about relationships that fits family and human services well and so I started working there and also working in after school programs and just being diligent to what I felt like the Lord was calling me to in that season and then transformed three years later I went back to my journal that I had when I was really sick and I looked at my ideal day and I said oh my goodness this was my ideal day in 10 years but I literally have that right now and I did not work for it. I simply walked the path that the Lord showed me step by step. And it has been, um, it has definitely been a journey and it's been um, a journey of faith to move to Texas because while living in Texas, I got sick again and it was more sick than the first time. And it blindsided me every single time. Um, And it was scary and all of those things, but I, and blown away um, by where the Lord has led me to, not just in my position at work, but the people that he surrounded me with. Because I remember praying for a community that would love me like I loved others. And I have I have all that. Um, I have all that. Despite the fact that my journey took a hard left. But without that hard left, I probably would still be working at a catering company. Pretending that I'm saving up for my master's, but just watching the zeros grow in the bank. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's crazy how the Lord redirects us and redirects us in our lives. Uh, you mentioned community. Let's jump into that. How has that been, um, important in your life recently and the, you know, the body of Christ and just community in general? Um, how have you seen the benefit of that in your life? Absolutely. Um, I, it's hard for me to even think about how to describe that because like I said the community that I have now I prayed for and they are amazing um they have been very important in my life in terms of just a lot like tending to my soul and my heart um I have grown up a very independent person I'm the oldest child um I was taking care of six kids in the house who, and I, I mean, at the time my mom had two kids, but I was taking the care of other people's children. And I've just grown up to be very responsible and independent. Um, and being sick, you cannot be independent. You absolutely need people. And so, um, the community that I have now is a type that will rally around anyone, um, who's in crisis, but also wants to love intentionally and diligently. And so, um, there's just been times that I have been very sick and, and, and down and that kind of feeds into depression and they have been there to say, Hey, do you need someone to come over and wash your dishes? And your environment or my environment matters. It, it matters whether or not I'm going to be motivated, you know? Um, and so they've done that for me. When I first got sick, I had a community of people that would drive me to doctor's appointments um, who would come and pray for me or sit and talk with me. And as I've traversed different, spiritual challenges whether it's I'm doubting my faith and trying to grow in that just to have people with you to show you that you're not alone and to continue to be a steady and a constant where my health is up and down and where I live is up and down um just has been very vital and I'm learning to not be selfish um with the 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 resources that the Lord has given me and I was talking to my mom a couple of weeks ago and I said, mom, I keep asking the Lord for help. And he keeps sending me more people that need help. He's not listening. And she said, maybe the way that he's helping you is by allowing you to help others. Be an open vessel as he pours into you, pour out to others and get rest. And so because I serve, 
um, and my serving is very emotional, I, I have to literally like take a Sabbath and chill out and relax and finding people that are willing to do that alongside of me um, has been very vital. And I'm, I'm realizing that I need that no matter what phase of life I'm in, whether I'm 20 years old and I just live around friends or I'm 30 and trying to be very serious and studious. Um, the Lord has gifted me with an amazing, an amazing group of people. And I don't know. Um, I don't know that I'm supposed to do life without them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love that. Like sometimes what you need is to pour into other people um, and just how, well, the Lord will give you strength with that too. And he'll pour into you so you can pour out to other people. Like you said, that's awesome. Um, I, you know, going back to um, how you've, you know, had multiple seasons of sickness now, um, I would love to hear you share what it's been like walking with the Lord in those seasons, you know, Um, because it's a a little easier for people, you know, if they're outside of one of those seasons to look back and say, oh man, you know, I, I see these things. Um, but what was it like for you in the middle of those seasons, um, walking with the Lord? Um, the Lord tends to echo when he speaks. And the thing that I remember him consistently saying, no matter what season of sickness it was, was I will not leave you or abandon you. Um, and I didn't understand why that was important or even if it mattered because I felt like, Lord, I don't, I don't think that you're not here just because I'm sick. I did a lot of wrestling in college of, with my theology of suffering. And so that wasn't my issue. Um, but I was very isolated when I was sick, just literally not being able to go out or going to the doctor's offices and, and speaking to people who just did not understand was very, um, very taxing, very challenging. And I just was completely honest with the Lord, um, whenever I was in those spaces and I would, um, turn on my camera in the car to my phone and I would sit in the parking lot of the grocery store and, and literally cry for an hour while I was talking to him and praying because my legs hurt too bad to walk in the store, even though I was in the first parking lot. And so my relationship with the Lord was just this, this one of listening back and forth, back and forth of listening. Um, and then also being able to allow people to speak into our lives. Um, I think about when Jesus said, what is, what are the greatest commands? to love God, obviously, but also to love our neighbors as ourselves. And in those seasons of sickness, I had to realize that other people were also tasked with loving me as they love themselves as well. And so there were people that would talk to me every day and would say, hey, it's okay to not be okay. And so I was like, okay. And that was sometimes the way that the Lord loved me very tangibly through people Um, And then there were other times, like I said, with the serving thing, where I had to learn to trust the Lord. Um, And there, I can't romanticize it when I like even coming to Tennessee and getting on the plane, I was very afraid because I typically get sick when I travel. And it's like, I literally had to physically walk through each step saying like, Lord, please, like just calling out to him, please let me be okay. Please give me strength please, please, please just have mercy on me. Um, and I had to realize that it was okay to be a mess 
for a season because I was, when I was really, really sick, I would just be a tearful mess. And I grew through that from a place of, okay, self-pity, but a, a place of actually having strength. And I think the Lord gave me more space to be broken than I would have given myself or even other people would have given me. Um, and so it's it's been a journey of him saying that his strength is made perfect in weakness in multiple areas. Like whenever I would go to work and stand in front of a classroom of 70 kids or so, and I feel nauseous and my, my body, my legs don't feel like they want to support me. And I am holding on to the table saying, Lord, I am here because you called me to Texas and you knew I was going to get more sick, but I'm standing here trusting you that I can say what you want me to say. And in those moments, like he gave me the strength just for that very, that very second. And then after class, I would go home and lay in bed for a couple of hours. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been this back and forth communication between him and myself. That's not always pretty or doesn't always have revelation and insight. I don't always feel better. And there's been seasons where I, where I had depression because I just kept crying, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but he gave me space for all of it. I love um, emphasizing, you know, that just sounds like the compassion of the Lord. I mean, you mentioned how <laughs> he gave you more space and time and, you know, whatever than you would have given yourself or other people would have. And it's just like, oh, the Lord is so good. He is so mm -hmm. loving um, beyond what we think. Um, I would love to hear how your definition of strength has changed. Yeah. Um, as a result of this, because I know, I mean, I know you from college. And so um, it's like, I mean, <laughs> I know what we were both like. And so it's just, I would love to hear how that has changed for you. Yes, yes. Um, I always thought that strength had to do with ability and force and movement and forward. Um, but I have learned that strength is is doing what's necessary in the moment. And sometimes the resistance that comes with strength, because if you're lifting weights, right, you're showing strength, but it's because there's resistance in your hand. Sometimes strength is withstanding, withholding, withdrawing, and it's being still or being patient. And it's not something that can be visibly seen. And I've learned that as I've had to learn to sit in seasons of suffering. Um, and so strength has morphed to be all encompassing to me where it's whether you're moving or you're still um and it is not just physical and mental or emotional but it's also this breaking i think um because to be vulnerable to be weak to be to be transparent and open and honest requires this um vulnerability and this willingness to expose yourself and to stand in the midst of nakedness. And I think that it takes a certain, a different type of strength. And so I'm learning that strength actually has types too, and not just always, you know, force and power and grit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, I mean, you said <laughs> that his strength was being made perfect in your weakness. Um, and just, you know, tying that together, that's, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't always look like the outward manifestation of strength that we would think. Um, now as you're talking, um, I love it. I love listening to you talk. Cause I'm just like, oh yes, Selena is, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier that you love poetry. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I just hear that as you talk and I love it. Um, 
how has the Lord used that um, in your life um, for, you know, encouragement to others, for his glory, um, for your encouragement? You know, how how has the Lord used that in your life? Yeah, I, it's so exciting to, it's exciting to be able to use the talents and gifts and strength that you have um, in a very open and free capacity. So it's been so exciting for me, but he's also had to remind me that um, your greatest reward is in heaven, you know? And so I, I have that in mind. But when I first moved to Texas, I started going to this church that had a poetry group as a part of it. And so um, they had an annual night of, of, of poetry. Or, um, and so every year I've done that. Um, on a stage and the interesting thing is that it seems like each year the lord has given me a poem for that year and so whether i'm going to a show and i'm a feature or whether it's an open mic or someone hears me and they'll ask me to come to their church or come to an event that they're hosting that's the poem that goes with me for that year that i do and um for multiple people and it's I'm not saying this just of myself, you know, to, to boost myself in any way at all. Um, but it's always has multiple messages in it. Um, I have learned to weave the truth of scripture in the form of story and, um, and lyric in a way that I don't have to say Romans six and five says this, but those truths come out in the way that Jesus shared parables. Um, and so I've done that. I've opened up my poetry book during um, staff meetings at work and said, hey, can I, can I read this today instead of praying? Um, also recently, which is new for me in poetry, um, I've written poems for obituaries and for people who have passed. Um, just recently for my aunt, my mom and I wrote something together. Um, and then previous to that, I wrote something for a few other people that I knew that I had passed away. Um, and that's just a new space for me because I, I, I grieve through journaling, but I never, um, I've never written poetry thinking that I want to, to help people lament, you know, there's songs of lament, but a, a poem of lament is, is new for me. Um, and then also I just, uh, not finished, but finished my part of the production on a project um, where a friend of mine approached me and want, wanted to um, make a, a video, a spoken word video for me. And so we went out to the park and shot it um, and he's done. And I'm super excited about it because it uses a lot of alliteration, which is new to me as well. And I'm really hoping that um, it just gives people great encouragement. I love, um, I love knowing that my suffering has been written in script and that script is provided for other people, whether they need to rejoice or lament or just continue to have faith. Um, I've definitely seen the Lord use my poems like songs where people can play them on repeat and have them continue to be encouragement and break apart different things that the Lord may be saying to them. Uh, So uh, sometimes people kind of feel like, oh, if I am being creative or putting these particular gifts out there, like something like poetry or singing or writing, or, you know, it could show show itself in all different forms, but they feel like, oh, then the focus is going to be on me. And so they kind of step back and they won't step into that role, even though that's something that they're gifted in and talented in, um, and could really be a benefit to other people. Um, what would you say to someone who's feeling like that? You know, they have something inside of them that they feel like, oh, I just, I want to put this out there. Oh, but I don't want people 
to put the focus on me? Um, what would you right. say to them? Right. That I, that's a really great question because that was a struggle for me as well. Um, that's a great place for someone's heart to be in. And I think that the Lord loves people who have that type of humility. Um, but my encouragement to them is to be obedient. It's not about whether or not you desire to do something or you want to do something, because that's just a type of fear to fear that people will worship you or to fear that type of attention. Um, it does not change whether or not, not only if the Lord has gifted you, but if he's calling you to something, because it's one thing to be gifted, but it's another thing to be called to something in a specific season. And if you're not following your calling in that season, people are suffering and there's something that's missing from what the Lord wants to do in his kingdom through his church, which we are a part of. And so pray through that. If that's something that is a worry or a concern, always open up in prayer, whether you, whether if, especially if it's something creative, when you are sitting down to create, pray, when you are allowing other people to take part of a part in it, pray and say to people, this is to the glory of God. And when people praise you, sometimes it's okay to say, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it without God because every messenger that the Lord sent has their name written in the Bible. There is a book of Je called Jeremiah, you know, but it's about the Lord. Mm -hmm. Jesus came and everyone worshiped him, but, and he was God, but he still took a moment to say, you know, it is from the father that I say these things. And also don't, don't be surprised or ashamed or shook. If I can say that, um, if there are seasons where that fear turns into a bit of pride and the Lord has to correct you in a different way. Um, we are his servants, no matter how we feel um, about different things. Um, we use whatever tools that he has given us in the season that he has told us to use them. I love that. And it's, yeah, not acting out of your feelings, um, not acting out of uh, that fear. But yeah, thank you so much for also giving the other side of it too. Because sometimes when you step into something, then you're like, oh, you know, now I'm feeling good about myself and I didn't expect that. But right. that's, that doesn't mean, you know, oh, run back, draw back, you know, um, yes. it's, it's just navigating something new with the Lord, um, and still, mm -hmm. okay, Lord, how do I, how do I continue with what you've called me to do, but still, um, honor you with it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, what, uh, this is kind of changing, changing topics. Yep. Um, what do you think from your perspective is a lie that women believe or something that um, you have seen women struggle with and, you know, a false belief that keeps coming up from your perspective? Um, one thing, I think that I see something similar simply because, because I write, people come to me in terms of encouragement for writing. And one lie that I continuously see is that they think that their journey has to start a specific way, especially with, you know, the usage that we have of, of different media outlets, um, whether it's video or, or photo or using the internet or being, um, using film. People think that, that they're not, that there's a formula, but they have this thing in mind that they want to, want to be their first step. And typically the Lord is calling them to, to maybe a specific work or a specific word. And they're like, yeah, I'll do that after I do this. Or once I have these different 
uh, things in place, then I will, um, then I will do whatever it is that the Lord is saying to me or calling me to do. And again, my advice is the same. Like you have to be obedient to what the Lord is calling you or asking you to do. And another lie that I think people believe is that they have to have things figured out before they can start. Um, that was something that I really struggled with. And the person that helped me get started said, don't despise small beginnings. And I said, you are absolutely correct. Because what I also realized is that sometimes there's a process that the Lord wants us to go through. And that is a part of the purpose in order for us to grow or in order for us to have things that are stripped away. And we can't do that if we want to start on step five instead of step one, because step two is going to get us to like shed some pounds, you know, or something like that. So I, I think that it, a lot of things having to do with starting are some of the lies that I see um, women believe or, or they're afraid of, of people finding out certain things about their story um, that they're not, that they don't see the goodness in yet. And if, if, if it is true that all things work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purposes, we don't have to know the good in order for it to come. And so I just think a lot of people want to have things figured out before they find themselves in obedience. And it's, it's not necessary. And it's definitely a, the enemy's ability to keep us locked in a cage. As long as you are not doing anything close to what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I, I I know this is a long way to answer, but that's another thing that I see where people um, think that they have to start with a position or a title and they're, they don't necessarily realize that you have everything that you need for a life of godliness, including the audience that the Lord wants you to speak to. So I, I'm not allowed to wait until I have a microphone or a stage to, to share my poems. It starts with my mom. My mom is my mom's not just a cheerleader she is my my congregation all the time you know before I ever shared a sermon um I shared it with her or I shared it with my mirror or my journal you know and so I just um I just wish that we embraced who the Lord has given us even if it's our children <laughs> you know like you may be a teacher in 10 years but the first people that you need to teach are two years old and they have snot running from their nose and that's that's a part of obedience <laughs> Yeah, I love that. What what season are you in? Who are you around right now? And take that take that step now. Um, mm -hmm. Regardless, I mean, even if you have even if you have an idea of the vision long term that the Lord has given you, um, or even if you have no idea, just yes, take that, take that step now. Um, yeah, and I was just thinking, you know, so many times in my life, I'm never I'm never prepared <laughs> for what I'm gonna do next. Um, I mean, I think that with parenting, I wasn't prepared to be a parent. Uh, I think that with going to college, I wasn't prepared to go to college, you know, but it was like, well, you become prepared as you step into those things, you know, um, mentoring people. When are you prepared to actually like, okay, yeah, I have it all together. You know, now I can mentor you. You're not, you know, but, um, you'll never be there. You'll never, you know, so just take take those steps and the Lord prepares you along the way. Absolutely. Um, what's something that the Lord has been teaching you recently, um, you know, past few weeks or so, uh, where you feel like the Lord has been um, maybe giving you insight on something or teaching you or an area that keeps coming up? Um, definitely. So it's kind of twofold. Um, 
one thing is he's been teaching me about consistency and diligence uh, with my health challenges. One thing that helps keep me healthy is having a routine. And I like to be spontaneous. Um, and I also like some mon mundane things. But, but I don't like putting so many barriers and parameters on myself. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to stay in bed on Saturday. I actually want to go and climb a mountain. That's what I want to do, you know? And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't help me to go climb a mountain because I feel like, and so um, he's teaching me that consistency is not only healthy, but it can be fun. And then also um, that kind of plays into what I'm learning in terms of spiritually as well. Um, we had a Bible study and this light just came on in my head and I, I'm very passionate. Go figure. You would have never guessed. Um, and I just remember sitting in the room with my friends screaming at them. What is this? This is not fair. The Lord was sharing with us a story about, um, about servants, a servant coming into his master after he had worked in the field and the master said, go clean yourself. And then, give me my food basically um and it's like well it wasn't time for the servant to eat at that moment they still had more serving to do after they had already finished serving and i was just so upset and i didn't appreciate it. i'm like lord this servant was out in the field like killing lambs and chasing goats while this man is sitting on his tush inside of the house and says go clean up so that you can serve me more and the Lord has just been showing me that just because you have worked does not mean your work is over. You, you still have duty. You still have responsibility. And sometimes the consecration that you go through is for other people, is to encourage and to help other people. Yet there will always be time, a designated time for you to rest. So you rest in the season of rest, but you work when you're called to work and you work as though you are unworthy of reward because this, there is no reward in this life. And that, I don't really like the way that sounds because I'm a speaker. And so I like to, you know, have fun and I want people to snap for me and all of these things, but I've been learning that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Hard truths. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, what's something you feel like the Lord's maybe put on your heart for other people or, um, a lesson or insight or something that you've uh, felt called or um, that the Lord has given you to share with other people? Um, so there's a song that kind of sums up that how I feel. Um, the song is called Hills and Valleys by Tarn Wells. Um, and that is my theme song. I have made a painting about that song before I even heard the song. Um, but I think that the Lord has consistently encouraged me to encourage people to be obedient and to be in communication with the Lord um, in different seasons of their life um, and to just call out to him. As much as I like talking, as much as I feel that the Lord has called me to speak, I also feel like a lot of that message is encouraging people to talk to the Lord themselves mm -hmm. um, and just to have that communication and to... Um, I guess I could sum it up to say like to have the scales fall from their eyes, whatever the scales look like for them um, so that they could see the one that they say they love or see the one that they need to love. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing, Selena. I've loved this conversation. Um, where can people go to find out more about you or what you're doing, that sort of thing? Sure. Um, so I have an Instagram that is called 
I have to get my, my tongue ready because I like alliteration, but you know, why? Why do I do this? My Instagram is she says speak. And I also have a blog that is called unto my beloved.wordpress.com. So if someone was interested in connecting with me, those would be the two places to do it. Um, I'm not very active, but there are some nuggets from old that are in there somewhere. Awesome. Thank you so much, Selena. Yes. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. As you were listening to this podcast, you felt like the Lord brought something to mind that he wants you to do. If that sounds like you, then I have something for you. We have a monthly paid community specifically for women who feel called to more. My goal is to encourage you, to strengthen you, to build you up as you seek to obey whatever the Lord is calling you to do, whether that is to write a book, to start a business or go in a new direction with your current business, to start a podcast or a YouTube channel, or to help a specific group of people that the Lord has put on your heart. Or maybe you feel called to more, but you're not quite sure what that would look like yet. Whatever he is calling you to do, I want to walk with you through that process. As you seek to do it, not just for him in your own strength and wisdom, but to do it with him, following his lead and relying on him every step of the way. For more details, go to createdforstrength.com community. And right now, you'll also get a Created for Strength t-shirt with your first month's membership. Woohoo, a t-shirt! Now, I know that if the Lord is calling you to more, then this group will be helpful to you in knowing how to walk this thing out with him and in his strength. So go to createdforstrength.com community to get the t-shirt and to check out the community.